When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying fall for us up north or spring for those down south. We have actually had some of our hottest days this year in November, sprinkled in between some much cooler days. So I never know what to expect one day from the next. We had like three days of 80s and then yesterday it was, in my terminology, freezing, which it probably really wasn't. It was, I don't know, probably low 50s, but it was cold. (laughs) We haven't been able to visit the beach though lately. Today was nice and warm again, but because Carter's still in the cast and we don't want him getting any sand in it. Can you imagine sand in the cast? And I don't want to leave him out and leave him home. But actually last weekend, we did go down to the Oceanside Pier and ride on the Surrey bike It's the second time we've done this, and it's something the kids just love to do. We get the double Surrey, so we can fit all five of us on one bike. Only four of us can pedal, so somebody sits in the middle, and we kind of trade around. And there's always one kid that's more than happy to just sit it out and not not do the pedals. But anyway, we just love that. It's a fun thing to do as a family. We also love to check out restaurants that we've never tried. We went to this great taco place with amazing birria. And if you speak Spanish, pardon my accent, I'm not great at trilling my R's, but if you haven't ever had birria, you are missing out. It is a slow cooked beef. I believe it's from the shoulder, but um, I'm not hundred percent sure. And it's cooked in specific spices and it melts in your mouth. It just pulls apart. And we had that in crispy taco shells with onions, cilantro, sour cream, cheese, a little bit of guacamole. So good. We also found a great dessert place called Fugu Tayaki. Very ethnic day. Um, (laughs) They have rolled ice cream. They also have soft serve in a fish-shaped waffle type cone that you pick a filling and you pick what um, the soft serve that you want to go in it. Or if you get the rolled ice cream, then it's um, actually like, you know, the hard ice cream. But 
I got the Nutella filling and the strawberry soft syrup, although it is dairy-free. The soft syrup is dairy-free, so it wasn't actual ice cream. It's still delicious, absolutely delicious. The rolled ice cream is obviously actual ice cream. It's, you know, the hard made with the cream. So really, really good, really fun. And of course they decorate it in amazing ways with these cute little, like not candy, but kind of, um, kind of candy straws, I guess you would call them. Um, so I hope that you all are also getting your family out on some fun new adventures like we are. Now that I've probably made everyone hungry, I'm going to get to the question. So Marina wrote in with a question about her four-year-old son who is engaging in some pretty big controlling types of behaviors. And she wrote, I have a four-year-old boy who is very strong-willed. He refuses to eat by himself because according to him, he does it too fast and the food always falls on the floor. He likes to be in control and I have tried different approaches like offering a reward such as dessert after every meal, but he still wants me to scoop the food for him so he can put it in his mouth on his own. He eats snacks with his hands just fine and I know he can eat by himself, but he refuses to do this every single time I try. Every meal is a fight and I'm tired of it. Potty training has been the same. I started when he was three and a half and he did great. Barely had accidents. No need for pull-ups at night, but he doesn't poop in the potty. He has done it four times, but it got out of hand. He's back in his diaper and poops small portions throughout the day. He also complains that he doesn't like when I tell him what to do, and he even uses the same methods I use with him to be the one calling the shots. We have had several conversations where I explain why I'm the one in charge and my responsibilities as a mom, but he wants to be the leader and wants to control everything. He's only four. Please help. So this is a great topic to dig into. I've had several other questions very similar to this before, but as we all know, every question presents its own unique twist. And this one is definitely no different. There's some definite unique twists here that are gonna be really good to dig into. So what is this about? Why do toddlers and preschoolers do this? Or some preschoolers do this? So when children are presenting with challenging behaviors, there's something going on underneath. So we need to get curious and uncover that reason. The truth is kids don't wanna be in charge as much as they may act like it. Yes, they do push for independence, this is true. They do want autonomy over their own processes and choices, but being in charge as far as telling adults what to do and expecting compliance, no, this is not a comfortable place for them. It tips the power dynamic way off and believe it or not, it's just as uncomfortable for them as it is for the parent. So here are some reasons that this can happen and the steps to help your young child keep the balance of power where it's more appropriate and comfortable for everyone. The first reason is big feelings they don't know what to do with. When kids have big feelings they don't know how to share, they don't know how to process, they may not even know how to connect with, it will come out in other ways. One of these ways is in trying to take control of their outside world. Because feelings, as we adults know, can often feel uncomfortable. They're difficult to control. They're even difficult to pinpoint sometimes. Even with our own adult brains, with our full developed brains, we all struggle with feelings. Why am I feeling like this right now? Where is this coming from? Ugh, not this again. I thought I worked through this already, right? We have those days where these things just come on and we're just aren't sure where it's coming from, why, or we thought we had it worked through and here it comes again. Feelings are a barometer for us all to deal with something, to face something, to work through something. 
But for kids, emotions are even more overwhelming and misunderstood. So one of our jobs as their leader is to help them recognize these big feelings, where they're coming from, what they are, connect with them, process them. Now, this is no easy task, especially when they're presenting in behaviors that seem unrelated to any issue of processing any big feelings. To decipher if this is what is happening when your young child is acting particularly controlling, especially over parental behavior, take a step back and consider what might be going on in his or her world that might be unsettling. Is there an impending move or did you just move? Is there a new sibling on the way? a change of schools, a grandparent passing away, anything that might leave them feeling unhinged. And the reaction could very well be this grab for power and control because these other areas are feeling out of control. Then you can address those areas, discuss, share feelings, work on helping your child feel supported through any changes. Let your child share their feelings around the change and reassure him or her around his or her concerns and fears without just brushing them away. It'll all be fine. It's great. Or this is awesome. You want to really listen, listen to their fears, address those concerns and help them work through them. The second reason, and sometimes there's a combination. It may not just be one of these. It could be all of these. It could be one or two of these. So just keep that in mind as we go through this. So the second reason is not having enough control in other areas. If a child is at the mercy of the adult world, when to get up, the regimen of the morning routine, get dressed in these clothes I picked out, brush your teeth, wash your face, come eat your breakfast I prepared for you, get your shoes, grab your bag, get in the car, go to school, come home, have the snack I prepared, play quietly, take a nap, time for tumbling, time for dinner. You get the idea. Their whole world is planned and dictated. They aren't getting any opportunity to exercise independence or to try it out. So this will often lead to some rebelling or pushing back on authority. It's their way of saying, I don't get to make any choices, or I don't get enough choices, or I'm not getting a chance or an opportunity to exercise making choices for myself. So I'm going to find a place where I can get it. So regardless of the reason, food and potty training are actually two big areas kids will often try to grab for control because we can't force our kids to eat and we can't force them to go on the potty. So these are often areas that they can get parents to relent or to get into a power struggle. So as soon as they see that it works in getting power, whether they're actually getting the parent to do what they ask or if they're getting the parent to get upset, if they're getting a big reaction, that's some big power. They will use that to their advantage. Bedtimes is another common area where kids will grab for power. Parents are tired. It's been a long day. We're much more likely to give in just to get through the evening. And so they come in for the third back rub or the parent will agree to stay until the child falls asleep just to make it quote unquote easier. Of course, it's easier in the short run, not so easy in the long run. So the way that you fix this is to offer more choices in age appropriate ways. This gives them the practice of making decisions, but within boundaries. So what we want to do with preschoolers and toddlers is to give them as many choices all day long as we possibly can. They pick out their clothes so long as they're weather appropriate. They can choose their breakfast so long as it's healthy. Give a choice of fruits and main meal, bagel or oatmeal, granola or yogurt, apple or orange or honeydew. There are other great ways to give kids some control over their world in age appropriate ways all throughout the day. And 
so many different options and opportunities. And there's also another very important reasons kids will try to grab for control. So I'm gonna cover all of these along with the steps for this third reason right after a word from our sponsors. As an adult and a mom of a son, both with ADHD, I know navigating the expectations of life with ADHD can be a challenge, but finding the right care and proper tools needed to succeed can be life-changing. With the right resources, you can turn your ADHD into your superpower. Done is an online ADHD care platform that can get you all the resources you need to help manage your ADHD, online visits, refills, and a 24-7 care team made for you. Starting to take care of your ADHD is as easy as one, taking a one-minute free assessment to see if Dunn can help, two, booking an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as today or tomorrow, three, start receiving ongoing care, enjoy online visits, personalized treatment plan, worry-free refills, and 24-7 care. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Unlock your path to better focus now at get.donefirst.com slash podcast. Done. Turn your ADHD into your strength. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, ByHeart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Now that we're back, here are some other ways you can give young kids a feeling of control over their day. You want to allow them freedom in scheduling where you can. Do they want to get dressed first or eat breakfast first? How do they want to accomplish something? There's how choices. Do they want to brush their teeth standing on a stool or on the floor? Do they want to play music while brushing teeth? These little choices can make a big difference and make something that's normally a struggle into a breeze. If you have a child who loves music and has a favorite song, getting to listen to it while they put on their shoes or get dressed or brush their teeth can make these tasks a lot more fun and a lot easier on you as a parent. Okay, there's a third reason children engage in these controlling and power-seeking behaviors, and this is to test the strength of the adult leadership. If a child is feeling unsure or unsettled, they want to know that we have everything under control. They want to know if things get out of hand that we are going to be able to stand up and stay in control. They want to know that when the going gets tough, that we can handle our leadership role with confidence. 
Now, this isn't a conscious choice. It's all subconscious. They're looking for us to step up and stay in a place of leadership and in control. So while it feels like they're entering into power struggle territory and trying to take control, they're really needing us to step up, set the boundary, and stay out of the struggle. Here's how we do that. When we know our child can do something for themselves, we expect them to do it. The option they then have is to do it or not do it as we cannot force it, but the natural consequence ensues. When he is insisting you feed him or to put the food on his fork, the answer is simply no. I know you're capable of feeding yourself. When you're ready, you'll eat. There may likely be some big feelings about that and a potentially big meltdown, but when the parent steps out of the struggle by remaining calm, setting the boundary and sticking to it, the child cannot control the parent's behavior. This is what we call stepping out of the struggle, and that's what we need to do. We set the boundary, and we simply step out. You may feel guilty or bad about your child not eating dinner, but your child will learn very fast. He cannot control this situation. You want to stay resolute, stay calm. If he starts throwing the food, you simply take it away. You can say nothing, or you can say, I see you aren't ready to eat right now. You can try again later. You go about your meal or cleaning up or whatever it is that you were already doing or you would normally do. You want to let your child have their big feelings. You're going to talk about it once they're calm. Our job isn't to keep them from experiencing big feelings. To the contrary, it's to help them experience these feelings and know they can come out the other side okay. This is the practice they need the opportunity to practice working through these feelings, coping with them, processing them, coming through them. So it's okay to let them struggle with feelings so long as we stay calm and are there to support them when they are ready to have the conversation. I talk about this a lot with parents in coaching sessions and also on the podcast, but no one learns anything new when they're in the midst of processing big feelings. We would never think to try to teach math or how to put on their socks or any other life skill when a child is upset. And the same thing goes for teaching better behavior or emotion skills around their feelings. We can cuddle them, we can connect with them, we can label their emotions for them while they're upset if these things are helpful for them in their calming process. Some kids will take to this very well. Other kids, it will make them more upset. So you'll know your child and if this will work for them or not. So if it does work, labeling emotions, I can see that you're very angry right now. I can see that you're frustrated that I'm not going to put the food on your fork right now. And then let it go. But if this makes him more upset, just don't say anything. It's better to not say anything at all and just leave him to work through it. But we can't talk about how to behave better next time or coach what they can do differently while they're still upset. We need to wait until they calm down. So for this scenario with mealtimes, you're going to set that boundary that if he wants to eat, he needs to feed himself. He needs to put his own food on his fork and then feed himself. You're going to stay calm. You're going to stay in control of the situation. You're going to be resolute. You're going to be kind but firm. If he refuses to eat by the end of mealtime, you simply clean up. If he's hungry later, he can have his dinner or a healthy snack like carrot sticks or some fruit before he goes to bed. You do this one or two times and he will stop because kids only engage in behavior when they get some kind of payoff from it. So whether it's getting the parent to do what they ask or getting a parent upset about it, there's a lot of power in that. Too much power for a young child. So setting the boundary and sticking to it and staying calm will render this behavior ineffective. It will stop quickly. So also Marina mentions that her son tries to use her own discipline methods 
against her. Now, my oldest son tried to do this a couple times. I remember him giving me choices. <laughs> when he was about four, he tried to give me choices. And I just simply explained to him, and it sounds like you're doing exactly this, that I'm the adult, I'm the parent, I give the choices, but that I do not take choices from my children. And he just stopped doing it because he wasn't getting anything out of it. I obviously wasn't complying with his choices. And so I would just explain it to him. And that's that. That's the end of the discussion. Okay, so I wanna to touch on the potty training here too, because it's the same with potty training. We can't force our kids to use the potty. So when they see that it gets some power, they will test that power, especially if they're already looking for some power, they're really gonna dig in in this area. If it gets a parent to change their behavior, if it gets a parent upset or the parent to plead, there's a big payoff. Allow your child to stay in charge of their potty training process. Once there's no payoff, they will get back to the potty training as long as they're truly ready. If they're not truly ready, then there's really nothing we can do to make them ready except for time. So if your child is doing well and then stops all of a sudden, give it three days or so. If there are accidents all over the place, you can then give a choice. It seems like you aren't interested in using the potty anymore or it seems like you're not really ready to use the potty right now. We can go back to pull-ups until you're ready or we can try one more day tomorrow. Once they know it's totally up to them and the pressure is off, they will make the decision for themselves. Some kids will start to train and it's fun at first, but then it becomes a big responsibility. And so they just aren't quite ready for it and that's scary for them. So they pull back and they relapse and that's normal. So allow it to be their process, follow their lead. You can encourage your child to go in his pull-up in the bathroom by saying, Something like, if you need to pee or if you need to poop, let's get to the bathroom so you're ready to be cleaned up afterwards. It's a suggestion, it's an encouragement, it's not an expectation. The more you expect or push, the more likely you will get pushed back. The more you let them be in charge of their potty process, using phrases like, it's your body, only you know when you need to go. When you are ready, I know you will use the potty. So there's a lot of pride of ownership of that process in that type of attitude and that approach. This will make this a much low, lower pressure process and a much more enjoyable process for both parent and child. Don't worry about other kids, whose kid trained earlier, that everyone else's kid is potty trained or not. Chances are there's other kids having accidents and you're just not hearing about it. So this is not a contest. Um, boys tend to train later than girls. But even a four and a half year old isn't out of the range of normal even for a girl. So be patient, allow the process, encourage without any push or pressure and it will happen. I also wanna mention because Marina mentions that poop seems to be the problem. That is very common. A lot of kids will pee first and really struggle with the poop. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, but there's something more permanent or more because it's solid, it just gets a little scary for some kids. And there's parts of that process that are just really uncomfortable. And so they'll be fine with pee, but the poop is just an extra step that they're just not ready for yet. So if you let your child, if you allow your child to be in charge of that process, you allow your child to um, encourage them to use the bathroom, to do the pooping and the pull-ups so you can clean up right after, those types of things where you're just letting it be their process, letting them be in charge, they're much more likely to feel relaxed and then try it. They'll, they'll be a lot less reluctant to try it because they'll feel like there's not gonna be any pressure. If I poop in the potty once, they're gonna make me do it all the time. They'll know that they're in charge of their process and they're a lot more likely to experiment and try when they feel like they're ready to do it. 
So a couple of classes that are really good for all these types of issues, well, the potty training class. There's also the power struggles class, which is really good. Um, gives some great tips and some more in-depth about dealing with power struggles when kids are trying to take over power, getting kids to listen. Another um, class that has some step-by-step instructions on ways to learn to help kids listen and follow directions when we ask. And of course, all the positive discipline classes just build that really strong foundation for a really positive relationship, positive communication and respect, mutual respect that really sets this foundation for these types of behaviors to get those fixed. So if you wanna know more, you can find any of those and all the 60 plus classes on the website at yourvillageonline.com. My book, The Connected Parents Guide to Toddlerhood also covers all the discipline tools, also covers potty training and also covers power struggles during the toddler years. So you can find that on Amazon as well. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.